My name is Timothy Eldred. I'm a husband, father, writer, speaker, seeker, coffee snob, pipe smoker, bourbon drinker, and a person of faith. I'm also a friendly disruptor of the status quo who's traveled the world to help people discover their identity. My mission is to end the pain of aloneness and to help people live with authenticity in an artificial world. But I can't do that alone. So I'm glad you're listening. Welcome. This is Square Peg, Round Hole. Hey, welcome to another episode of Square Peg, Round Hole. I'm recording this episode after um, a trip, so it's on the heels of an adventure with my sons that reminds me that sometimes living life as your true authentic self feels like climbing a mountain. And I say that because the experience and the adventure I'm talking about is that we just traveled to Peru to climb, to climb mountains. And I've learned some basics on that trip that I'm reminded of now on more of a daily basis that keep me motivated and moving Moving forward, some lessons I want to share with you on this episode, what I'm just calling the ABCs of life. And I'll tell you what those ABCs are. They're literally A, B, and C. And I'll tell you at the end of the episode. So you've got to listen to the end. You don't have to, but I hope that you do. These are lessons that um, I, I think we should all practice. Matter of fact, they're so simple, like the ABCs of life. They're 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 pretty simple, but you have to put them into you have to put them into practice. You've got to make it a discipline to tell yourself every day. So a few months ago, my oldest son reached out and said, Hey, how would you like to go to Peru? And I've been to Peru a couple of times, but he specifically wanted to go to Peru to do some mountain climbing. Now, when I say mountain climbing, I'm not like talking about like driving a peg in granite and pulling my fat butt up the side of a of a cliff. Um, that's not me. I, I'm more of like, hey, let's take a hefty hike. And uh, I think my sons could climb mountains, but this was this was a hefty hike. This was a hell of a hike and a couple of days of it that was unbelievable. We had found really good deal on airfare and figured out how to do the trip on the cheap and um, made our plan to first of November head to Lima and then catch a flight to Cusco and make our way to Machu Picchu one day and Rainbow Mountains the next. Now, if you don't know what Machu Picchu or Rainbow Mountains looks like, and I find a lot of people are like, oh, Machu Picchu, I've heard of it, seen pictures of it. Most people are not necessarily familiar with the Rainbow Mountains of Peru. Google them both. Beyond breathtaking, the pictures do not do it justice at all. And if you look at the pictures and think they're Photoshopped or filtered, I'm telling you they are. They are not. It is as spectacular as the pictures make it look, but nothing like it looks like in person. So we flew into Peru and took a day or so to try to acclimate to the altitude. Now, that's not so hard for my sons. One lives kind of at altitude, and um, the other does a lot of traveling and filming at altitude. I live at like 300 feet above sea level. So there's no way to prepare. I mean, I can walk and hike and lift weights and swim 
you know, five, six days a week. But that's not the same when you were like at 10,000 to 17,000 feet, which is what we were going to going to do. Now, the first day is we get to um, Machu Picchu. We leave at 2.30 in the morning. We catch a bus, and then we catch a train, and then we get to this town called Aquacalientes, and there's a huge, massive line of people waiting to get on a bus to go to Machu Picchu. Well, we didn't fly to Peru to catch a bus, I was told. Uh, we're going to hike this. Now, we're not doing like the four-day Inca Trail. We're not tenting. We're not getting eaten by mosquitoes. And um, we're just going to do 1,500 feet. And you think, oh, 1,500 feet, that doesn't sound too bad. Listen, 1,500 feet in less than a mile is like a 45 to 50-degree grade incline. It is um, it's grueling. I mean, this little hike was physically exhausting. I just felt bad for the people who put the steps in, like these stone steps. What kind of crime did you commit to have a punishment of putting stone steps in for 1,500 feet? And I was thinking the same thing, like what kind of crime did I commit to have to climb this? Whose idea was this anyway? But we made it. I mean, I took a break every, like, 100, 200 meters to check my heart rate. My sons were going to check your heart rate, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, it's at 124. My hefty, handy-dandy Apple Watch tells me that, which is not too bad, 124 beats a minute. Got up to 144 one time. It could have got higher, but I checked it at 144. And so we took a break so that Dad did not die, which is always kind of your children to not, you know, have to take their dead dad back to the States after climbing a mountain. So I'm glad they were aware of that because my wife actually sent me a text that please don't die in Peru, which was never, never my plan. So we made it up that day and we took a few pictures. You can see them on my social media if you care to look. I didn't take too many because like I said, photos cannot even do it justice. Maybe you've been to a place like that in the world where you've thought, why in the world would I even get my camera out? I can't even begin to capture the beauty of the space that you're in. But we got home. We got home about to our Airbnb about 1130 at night. So a really long day, which would not have been too bad, except that um, the next day we were going to climb Rainbow Mountains, which meant we were going to get about three hours, four hours of sleep. Probably not a smartest move, but that's how our schedule came together. Now, there's a difference between Machu Picchu and Rainbow Mountains, and it's called 8,000 feet. 8,000 feet is a significant difference because when you start getting above, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14,000 feet, I've skied like at 13,000 feet, and that's exhausting because the air is thin up there. When you get to 17,000 feet, the air is not just thin. It feels non-existent. It's really hard to catch your breath. So we were starting our climb at 15,000 feet, going to 17,000 feet in about a two-mile span. So the incline was not near as bad. So physically, it was not as demanding like on my body, on my legs, on my back. But on my lungs, my lungs were screaming, dying for air. And it's all I could do to catch my breath. And um, I heard the word oxygenate from 
my sons like multiple times oxygenate dad which they were telling me breathe through your nose don't huff and puff through your mouth and by the way you should breathe through your nose too every day and a lot of people don't know this i was having a conversation when i came back with a person who's a avid runner and we were talking about oxygenating and breathing through your nose and he's like i have no idea what you're talking about and so I told him to look it up, see what it means, see how much more. I mean, it's a significant percentage of more oxygen you get into your blood when you breathe through your nose than through your mouth. So many more benefits of breathing through your nose, but it becomes a discipline. Most people think they do it, but they really don't. They live their life with their mouth open. That's a whole nother topic of learning when to shut your mouth, but it's not what I'm talking about. We got to 16,700 feet. I was, I'm telling you, I was very proud of myself. And uh, I, I try not to live with too much pride and, um, you know, try to be a little bit more humble than I really am, or at least act humble. How's that for authenticity? But when I got to 16.7, I thought, man, I can't believe I made it. I mean, I felt really good about it. Now, that's not the peak. It's just a point before the peak. The peak's another couple hundred meters higher, but I could see everything I possibly wanted to see at 16.7. I could see the whole beautiful rainbow spectrum of the mountains, all the colors, and I could see beyond to what was even a more spectacular sight was this glacier, snow-covered, capped mountain at about 20,000 feet, a few miles away. And I could see as far as my eyes could see on this beautiful blue day. So 16.7 was enough for me. And I asked my sons, are you guys going to climb to the peak? And they looked at me like I had three heads and said, no, no, we're all climbing to the peak. And I said, hey, I'm really, I'm really good. I don't think I really need to go up there. And my youngest, uh, to quote him, says, move your ass. You have not come this far to quit now. Which is pretty good motivation because it's true. Now. That took me about 20 minutes to go 200 meters. I'm so glad I did it because my pride even swelled even more because now I couldn't just see further and see more, but I had more to be thankful for, grateful for, proud of it all. It all come together, which is kind of how life is in general. When you climb a mountain per se, it's not just that you achieved something and reached something. It's the whole culmination of what it took to accomplish it that feels overwhelming with joy. And that's what I experienced on top of that mountain with my sons. Now, I want to tie some lessons here for you because I could talk about my experience on the mountain for a very long time, but we don't have time for that. I just want to make it applicable to all of our lives and um, some of the lessons, like I said, that I've been learning. One thing I know is that I need to oxygenate, quote, oxygenate myself more every day by breathing more, slowing down more, taking deeper breaths, saturating myself like my blood with some life-giving practices that keep me fueled. And I'm better prepared for the obstacles I'm going to face today. I'm probably going to encounter some challenges today. You are too. And if not today, maybe tomorrow, but eventually. And so I need to make sure that I'm prepared for what I'm going to in encounter. Now, the mountain before me today might feel like a molehill 
for you, and the molehill you're encountering might seem like a mountain to the people around you. So I want to encourage you to not compare. Don't compare yourself to others, and don't compare yourself to the situation. I can't compare myself to my sons who are in their 20s, who are younger and more fit and um, capable than I am. I mean, they should be able to climb that mountain better than I can, quicker than I can, with more ease than I can. And the people around you, you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they've encountered. You don't know that maybe the day before they climbed a 9,000-foot mountain and they got four hours of sleep. And so the mountain before them, it seems absolutely like impossible to get to the top of. But you don't know what they did to get there. And so don't just look at people from the outside and think you've got their situation figured out. You don't want people to do that to you. I mean, that's part of the problem of why we don't live with authenticity in this world. We're constantly comparing ourselves to others. It's a huge mistake in life in general. Like I said, people don't know what you've been through. They don't know what you endured yesterday. What you've endured in the past is not a problem to be ashamed of. It's not a problem that you should pack in your proverbial bag and drag around with you either. It's not a problem at all. It's preparation. It's preparation that will help you prevail in the next obstacle you face. At least that's the perspective I would really encourage you to have as you climb your way through life. I want to say it again, too. I'd really encourage you to breathe deep. And I literally mean, like, breathe Stop and breathe. I did that this morning. I got up at 5 o'clock, as I do most days of my life, poured myself a cup of coffee, sat down in my chair, opened up a book, and I'm reading, literally, I'm breathing this morning. I'm trying to, like, understand more about how, you know, my body works and things that I can do to be better prepared for life in general, to take better shape of myself. And so I did this little exercise where I inhale through one nostril for about five seconds, and then I exhale through the other. I'm breathing more. I'm going to practice that throughout this day. It's something I want to, I want to give uh, attempt to become a habit. See, we all need to take a break and breathe to refill, to refuel for the challenges life brings, especially when you're attempting to climb what feels like an insurmountable situation, like living with authenticity, which might be one of the most difficult obstacles you'll ever overcome. And you've got to learn to tell yourself, like I did on top of those mountains, you can do this. There were times I felt like I can't, and I had to remind myself and literally say out loud, you can do this. You got this. My sons would say, come on, Dad, you've got this. By the way, you need climbing companions around you who know what you're going through, who can encourage you as well and tell you you've got this, whatever the this might be that you're facing. I mean, whether you're struggling with a parent to get your kids through their teenage years, which can feel like an insurmountable task for sure, or your kids are younger and you're just overwhelmed with the terrible twos at this moment. Perhaps it's not children. Perhaps it's a relationship with a spouse or a partner that's on the rocks and you really fail to see how you could ever close the gap that's growing between you. Maybe it's more internal than that. Maybe it's just you can't bear looking in the mirror for one more day and feeling like you're not, you're not good enough. You're not adequate. You're not competent. Maybe you've told yourself that for way too long or somebody else told you that and you've carried that baggage in your pack 
for years and drug it around or drug it up the mountain with you. I understand. I do understand. You're not alone. And I want you to, again, hear that from me. You're not alone. But regardless of your situation, you still have to practice what I said earlier, the ABCs. I was talking to my wife, Cindy, the last few days in the cars. We took a road trip to Kentucky over Thanksgiving holiday about her ABCs, literally A, B, and C. Every night of her life, for many months now, she has walked her way and talked her way through what she calls her triage sheet. Those are her words. And as she drifts off to sleep, she reminds herself that I am amazing, I am brilliant, and I am capable. I want you to hear that again. I'm amazing, I'm brilliant, I'm capable, A, B, C. Because she says, I'm made in God's image. And you are too. And she's told herself that enough now for many months that she has literally rewired her brain. Literally rewired her brain with what she tells herself. Because now she is believing a different story with a better ending. And you can. You can too. Matter of fact, the words you tell others help them rewire their brain and tell themselves a better story or a new story with a better ending as well. Slowing down, breathing, finding a way to, quote, oxygenate yourself. I do that through my quiet time, my meditation time, my prayer time, solitude. And I practice that every day because if not, I'm exhausted. I don't have the stamina and the strength to make it up another mountain if I don't oxygenate. And again, now I'm done just talking about breathing through your nostrils. I'm talking about your daily healthy habits or your lack thereof that is keeping you from conquering and overcoming. See, your story's not over. A lot of people think their story is over and they live in the past and they get stuck on like halfway up the mountain. They become that 65 to 70% who turn around like the status quo. I refuse to live like the status quo. I'm not going to turn around. I didn't come this far to quit. I didn't fly to Peru to ride a bus. And the mountain I face today or you face today or will face tomorrow is not insurmountable either. You can do it. You might just need to take a break along the way. Not forever because then you begin to slide backward. I mean, a few minutes, a few hours even a few days to catch your breath. But you don't have to follow in the footsteps of the status quo and you don't have to give up. You can defeat the difficulties of your life by doing what I did on top of a mountain, by doing what I'm trying to do every day, by putting one foot in front of the other. Sometimes it takes longer the higher you get. Sometimes it's 20 minutes to go 200 meters. So rest when you need to. Oxygenate your system by slowing down, taking some deep breaths, and practicing ABCs for yourself. If you don't have ABCs, then steal Cindy's. I'm amazing. I'm brilliant. I'm capable. Tell yourself that every 200 meters, my friend, because you can. You can do this, whatever the this is, like I said, that you are looking at. That seems like you could never reach the top. But as you catch your breath today, 
Could you also remember there are people around you looking for encouragement? They need someone to tell them, hey, you got this. You can do this. Slow down. Oxygenate. Don't give up. There's people looking for climbing companions just like you who are ready to give up and quit and walk away. You could be the wind in their sails. You could help them catch their breath. It might be just your tenacity to reach the top might be the reason they don't. They don't give up as well. So in the wise words of my sons, I'm going to leave you with this today to ponder. Move your ass. You have not come this far to quit now. Living with authenticity is a climb, just like living in general is a climb, but you can do it. You absolutely can do it. I know you can do it. Don't give up. I will see you at the top. Thanks for listening. As always, I encourage you to live your humanity with humility and authenticity in this artificial world. Don't. Don't compromise your identity. And don't apologize for being a square peg in a round hole. Now, before you close out of the app that you're using, please be kind. Leave a review preferably five stars. And I'd really appreciate it if you would share this podcast on social media. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.